0: You are now listening to the Rose of Sharon Church podcast. It is our prayer that God challenges your heart during this week's message. If you would like to let us know what God is doing in your life, please email us at rostnshare at gmail.com. We're glad you're here. Welcome home to Rose of Sharon Church. This morning, I really believe that in 2018, It can be a year in the making. 2018, a year in the making. God has a history this morning of taking nothing and making something out of it. He has a history of taking what is little and making something great out of it. He has a history of taking what is overlooked and making it into something that people look up to. Our God has a history this morning. Of taking the foolish things and confounding the wise. He has a history of taking the weak. Yet making them strong. He has a way and it has a history of taking the conquered yet making them more than conquerors. Our God has a history of taking what is small and yet making it into something large this morning. Our God is wanting to make 2018 a year that He makes something in you that may be unexpected, but something that can be a limit breaker in your life. So that you can become the man or the woman of God that He's called you to be. Let me say that again. This morning, He wants 2018 to be the year that He produces something in you that may be unexpected in you, but something that starts, may be small, may start overlooked, but He becomes a limit breaker in your life that every box you have put the Lord in, every box you've put your giftings in, every box that you have put, what this is what I've always done, He wants to break out of that and He wants to do something brand new in your life this morning. He wants you to become a man or a woman of God that has impact in the world around you. Let me tell you something, brothers. Let me let me just share some with you. If you're not having impact in the world around you, you're not living for God, right? Let me say that again. Let me just let me put this in one more time. If we are not having impact in the people around us, then we are not following Him to the degree that we need to follow Him. Let me just share something. You put yourself in a dark room and you can put the smallest, inc- just insignificant flashlight that you can't even see if it's in the day that's even, that's even like. but if you take it in pitch dark and you turn it on, it immediately impacts the people around them. They're like, "Woo! Is- Brother and sister, my question is this. As a man or as a woman of God, the way that you are living is it impacting the people around you in a positive or negative way. And let me just share something with you. It's not if you are getting positive or negative back. It's if you are influencing people positively. Let me tell you something. Whenever I go in to be able to wake my daughter up, she has a a fan light and the light switch. And when I open up the door and I go in to turn off the fan, like this morning, and I flip on the light switch, there's immediate reaction. Oh! Now, is that a negative reaction to me? Yes. But is that negativity to me allowing them to move in a positive direction? Amen. Amen. Brother and sister, understand something this morning. Too many of the times we get caught up in the reaction toward us instead of what are we producing and what are we impacting others. Understand, Jesus said this, that you will be reviled and you will be persecuted by just hanging around me. So what he is saying is, You may not get the same good vibes that you're sending off to everybody else. But guess what? That's okay. Because you know what you are doing? You are having impact. You are having impact. That is what Christ has called us to be. He has called us to be light. He has called us to impact. He has called us to be able to make a difference in the people around us. Now, does that mean that sometimes they do have negative reaction to me? Yes, it happens from time to time. I'm sure that that completely and totally just blows your mind. How can anybody be negative to Pastor Tim? But realize this. There are moments, but my question that I always have to ask myself, and that is this. If the impact that I'm having, it may be coming back to me negative, but am I pushing them in the positive position? Ooh, Lord have mercy. How many people do, I, that, do, do we know this morning that whenever negativity comes back to them, they fall into the fetal position, they give up on God? Understand something, understand something. This, I, and I'm going to give you a mature word this morning. Okay? Let me give you a mature word this morning. Some of you may just have to sit back and you may have to cut it up in little bite-sized pieces, and some of you may actually have to take a note or two and not doodle this morning, but if you'll just get a hold of this this morning, understand this: just because I get negativity back to me does not mean that I am doing anything wrong for the cause of Christ. Alright, let me just say this again. Let me say this again. You know what they have in the middle of those parking lots? You know, whenever they'll come up on the sidewalk, they have these little curbs. Okay? Now, if you don't watch, you can get too far up on that curb, and you know what you'll get? You'll hear the... Yeah. As that fiberglass scratches against that, that curve... And then you get the... Whenever your car comes in contact with the curb. I mean, just share with someone this. This is about being a standard. This is about being an influence. This is about having, when you have standards in your life, as a man or woman of God, realize this, there will be moments whenever people come up against you and they're like, boom, and they get that negative impact. Why? Because you set a standard. Oh, Jesus... Oh Jesus, for just a moment, let me just throw this out to you this morning. Just because you are setting the standard does not mean that you are wrong and you should curl back whenever negativity comes to you. No, what that means is this. I am mature enough in Christ that I can be able to set a standard in my own life that when people come up against it, they may recognize that yes, yes, There is a standard, and yes, they need to stop what they're doing. Why? Because you don't know if there's a family walking on the curb. You don't know what's going on. It's there for a reason. Don't be nervous whenever you all of a sudden have negativity back to you. Look at your motives. Look at your impact. Look at what what am I doing in the midst of it. And if it's because of the standard that God is raising up in you, Don't be affected by the negativity. Be the standard and be the man of God and the woman of God that will stand up and say, yes, I can be what God wants me to be. Listen this morning, He wants to be an impact in your life. He wants to raise something up in you that causes you to have an impact in people's lives. You are exactly, if you're in this position where you say, Pastor Tim, you know, I know what it is to be looked over. I know what it is to have all kinds of problems. I know what it is to be in issues. I know what it is to be small. I know what it is to be just all kind of conquered and everything If that is you this morning, guess what? You're the type of person that God can deal with. You know why? Because you have no hope except in Him. And this morning, if you are hopeless this morning, guess what? You can be a person of impact. This morning, you just have to know exactly what to do. And this morning, I want to share something with you. Luke chapter 4. And I want to share, and I'm going to run through some scripture pretty quickly this morning. And I want to make a very quick point this morning in your life. And I want to speak into your life this morning. Because I want you to honestly have a year of impact in your life. I believe that God is wanting to raise us up to be a church of impact. To be a church that is made up of individuals that are having impact in their community, impact in their home, impact in their workplace, impact at Kroger when they're shopping and people are running over you because somebody has said the word snow and they are literally going insane. I want to have an impact. Look at Luke chapter 4. If you have it, say amen. amen. I want us to look down. Now, read with me this morning. So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and he stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. And let me just share this with you first of all. He goes to back home, to the place where people knew him. They must have thought highly of him, even though he was not formally trained to be a rabbi. But they thought very highly of him. Why? They gave him the seat of the rabbi. And pretty much said, here, the Jewish authority of that synagogue said, read. And gave him the honor of being able to open up the book of the prophets. And to be able to read scripture. They must have thought highly of of Jesus. They must have known who he was. Now catch this. They knew who he was. Look at your neighbor and say was. Was. Why? Because he was brought up there. Can I share something with you? Just because you've been brought up there does not mean exactly that they know who you are. Oh, my Lord. Have mercy. Oh, Jesus, help me this morning. Just because they know who you were does not mean that they know who you are. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Let me say that again. Just because they know who you are. Let me, tell you, let me just share this with you. You can be labeled by a whole lot of stuff. Okay? I got a gray beard going on right here. I'm 45 years of age. I should not have a gray beard, dear God in heaven. All okay? right? But I have one. Hey, watch up on the old, the old word right there. But realize this, brother and sister. The other day I was out and I was talking with somebody and I noticed something as I was talking to somebody and they looked at me a little different. I was like, and they said, "You look much more distinguished." As opposed? To not having it, and I looked at him. I said, "What are you talking about?" I said, "You just do." And so I went through the rest of that trip to Kroger completely. Uh, oblivious to the snow kind of just until I got ran into a few times. But I was thinking about I look more, what? what? How? You can be labeled by what you wear by the way that you act. You can be labeled in a lot of different ways. But let me just share something. With you. Just because you have been labeled does not mean that that is necessarily who you are. Okay? Now realize this, brother and sister. Understand this. Listen to what he then begins to say as he takes the Word and he begins to open it up. In verse 18, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And then He closed the book, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down in the eyes of all who were in the synagogue that knew Him. That knew Him. That knew Him. They were all on Him and they were fixed on Him. And He began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing." So all bore witness to him in verse 22. And they marveled at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, Is this not Joseph's son? Ooh, Lord have mercy. Can I just share some with you to this, brother, brother and sister? If Jesus can be able to make a change and He can begin to show new sides of Himself, can I be able to share some with you? He is the author of change. He is the author of restoration. He is the author of being able to reach into something old and bring forth something new. Brother and sister, understand, you may have been thought that you were this, but God says you can be something brand new this morning. Realize that Jesus is somebody that loves to be able to break forth something new in you. Let me just share something with you. If the Lord is able to break forth into a new kind of of area of ministry, and He is Jesus, my question to each and every single one of you, why have you not broken into something new in your life? Catch that. The Jesus that they knew, when he comes back to Nazareth, there's something different about him. Why? Because, brother and sister, he had been out in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. He had come into a place that he had found his place of ministry. He had found his place he had found exactly this is what God has called me to be. And it's time for me to walk in the fullness of what I can be. So whenever he walks into the synagogue, everybody recognizes him. Realize this, brother and sister. Just because he walks in and everybody said, oh, it's Jesus. Oh, it's this one. Oh, it's that one. What does he do whenever he comes walking into that place? They recognize that something is different with Jesus. Can I be able to share with you that Jesus wants to do the same thing in you this morning? Why do you feel like you have to be locked in to exactly what I've always done? That's what I've always done. Well, if you've been doing it, you've been living the same way, sitting in the same seat, and you look around and you see that you have had no impact on the people around you, it's time for you to be able to say, Yes, Lord. Let me meet with you out in the wilderness for about 40 days. Let me get on my prayer bones. Let me get in the presence of the Lord. And, oh God, will you begin to pour into me and begin to create something new in my life. I love this passage of Scripture because He had come to a position that they recognized Jesus as the person that he always had been, the son of Joseph. But now he's wearing the mantle of the man that is fully God, yet fully man. Walking in the fullness of his call to be what, oh, Lord, have mercy. And they recognized him. Now catch this. Do you realize what then happened? The religious people, after hearing this and talking to Jesus... You know what these religious folks do? They start taking up stones and stone them. can't realize this. Remember when I was talking about having an impact and negativity coming to you? Whenever you've been sending out positive stuff? Jesus, he says, this is the moment. And realize this. In those synagogues for years, for 400 plus years, Isaiah the prophet had been read saying that Jesus is coming. The Messiah is coming. The Messiah is coming. And when Jesus winds up in the synagogue in Nazareth and it says, Your day of waiting has ended. I am here. A new day is starting. They're like going, Oh, hold up. Oh, hold up. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. This is not the way that I've always thought it was supposed to be. This is not what I've always imagined it to be. This is not it. No, 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 no. Let me hear and Let me tell you something this morning. Just because you're in, oh Jesus this morning, oh Lord, just because you're in a position where that you can't, this isn't way that I thought that it would be, God, that does not mean that it is not the Lord this morning. Mm. Can I be able to share something with you? The Lord had to send me off to Springfield, Missouri. To break something in me. You know what that was? A critical spirit that thought I knew everything. When it came to a move of God, why? Because I'd seen it all my life, been in the middle of it all my life. And I started getting in and began to realize that you know what? God's doing something different over there. He's doing different, something different over there. He's doing something different over there. And I began to realize something. God's different. Why? Because every person is different, and so God works in their life differently. And just because God works in my life one way, does not mean that He will not work in your life a different way. Oh Jesus, yeah. brothers and sisters, understand this: there is something in every single one of you that Jesus wants to reach in. He wants to begin to work something brand new. Now look here. Look over in Matthew chapter four. Lord have mercy. See, this is what happens. You put a message on my heart for two or three weeks and Lord have mercy, I'll start chasing rabbits and everything else. Lord have mercy. Now listen to this. Jesus leaves Nazareth. And look in Matthew chapter 4. Look at verse 12. And listen to what begins to happen. Has everybody found it? Because I want you looking this morning. Now when Jesus heard that John had been put into prison, guess what? He departed to Galilee and leaving Nazareth. He came and dwelt in Capernaum which is by the sea in the regions of Zebulun and Naphtali and it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan Galilee of the Gentiles the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And upon those who sat in the region in the shadow of death, light has dawned. That is a prophecy from Isaiah chapter 9. So Jesus is leaving Nazareth after He has made His great declaration. I am the Messiah. I have come to start something brand new. I have come to do what has been and what has been founded in Scripture. I have come to be the very fruition of it. I have come to be the foundation of it and to be the very expression of what Scripture has said. And here he comes and he says this. I come into Galilee as a light into darkness. And he says this in verse 17. And that from that time Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand sister, I'm amazed at this passage of Scripture. For after waiting 400 years, Jesus shows up at the scene and He begins to walk into Galilee as light shines into darkness. And His impact spreads throughout Galilee. People are seeing things that are going on. And they're like, man, this is amazing. And He's speaking this word. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He begins to say, listen, I'm I'm starting something brand new. And I want you to be a part of it. I want you to be a part of it. And he says this, if you want to be a part of it, all that you have to do is this. Repent. Repent. The only thing that you need to do if you want to come and be a part of it is just repent. Repent. Listen to what the Word of God says. Let us understand that repent is defined by dictionary.com as to feel sorry, self-reproachful, to be contrite for past conduct, regret, or conscience stricken about a past action or an attitude. That's all well and good. But in Scripture, you'll also realize that there is also, when you begin to break down that word, repent, it also deals with direction. It means to turn away. When I repent, I am moving toward and following my own desires, ungodliness, sin. And because of of conviction, I begin to feel in my heart, I begin to repent and begin to, to come to a place of understanding that I have done something wrong. And Jesus says this, it's not enough for you to understand that you've done something wrong. He says this, You have to turn your direction and you have to follow me. And as we follow him, he says this, you can be part of the kingdom of God. Catch this. As he's making this declaration, saying, come on, I want you to take a journey with me. I want you to step out into something brand new. I want you to walk with me. This is something nobody else has experienced in your lifetime or anybody else's lifetime. I have showed up after thousands of years of declaration and promises in the the Old Testament and I have showed up and I'm saying that your time is now. with you, brother and sister. I believe with all of it, my heart this morning that 2018 wants to be the year that God begins to show up and begin to do things in you that you never thought that could be done even though you have been believing them you've been praying them you've been speaking them into existence you've been quoting scripture about it and in the middle of it Jesus shows up after 400 plus years of having that prophecy and he walks in the galley of the Gentiles and he says this I'm here, and if you want to be a part, come on with me. Some of you have been waiting for all kinds of stuff, and the Lord says, I'm about to walk on to the scene. If you'll just come on and follow me. Understand, there's a big difference between following and leading. Woo, Jesus. There's a big difference between the Lord's direction and your direction. Sometimes they do not match up. But if you will follow the Lord, the Lord will always lead you into the place that you are going to experience the very thing that He has promised you in the very beginning. Let me just share this with you. Understand this. The promise of God is not by fly by night. let Let me just share this with you very, very quickly. The promise of God is not fly by night where somebody just whispers sweet nothings into your ear. Realize this. For 400 years in Scripture, it was founded in Scripture. Let me tell you something, brother and sister. There's a reason why Scripture is the foundation of everything that we believe. Because stuff comes and goes. Church fads come and go. We do not want to be a church fad. I do not want my lifestyle to be built on a fad. I want it to be built on the Word of God so that when the Lord shows up, His confirmation is what I've already been believing this morning. So when I hear it, I'm like, yes, Lord. The Lord don't have to try to be able to, to convince me why because I've been standing on the scripture and when he says come on I say yay you don't have to sit there and drag. you don't have to have a preacher say come on and worship the Lord for the love of God will somebody worship the? oh God please somebody worship the Lord they won't stand up and go oh dear God we need some nursery help dear God somebody please for the love of God somebody help And it's like like a carpenter with a pry bar going. We need somebody for hospitality ministry. To be able to help in the back on Sunday mornings. We need somebody. There's some things in my heart that, brother and sister, we want to be able to do. But yet in the middle of it, without people being ready to be used in a new way. only thing we get is this. And the preacher goes, Oh, God, please, bring somebody. When all the time the Lord is saying, they're already here, they just have not, oh. You want to walk into newness? Follow him into newness. Oh, Jesus. How are you saying that, Pastor Him? Look at the very next verse in Matthew chapter 4. This is my, beyond pretty much any other scripture, this is probably my favorite few verses of scripture. I love these verses of scripture because I believe it's the gospel rolled up. Listen to what this states in Matthew chapter 4 verse 18. And Jesus walking by the Sea of Galilee saw two brothers. They were doing other stuff. Look at your neighbor and say, they were doing other stuff. But Jesus saw them. Now, let me ask you something. Is anything spiritual about fishing? No. I knew I was going to get somebody. Now, it could put you in a place where that you're at peace. That allows you to be able to talk to the Lord? Can <laughs> I share something with you? Peter and his brother. Simon, Peter, and Andrew, whenever they walked up to Jesus in verse, uh, or Jesus walked up to him in verse 18, they were doing something completely different. Something that probably was not necessarily spiritual or a ministry. They were just working. And the Lord comes walking up to them and just says this. Oh, listen to what it says. Then he said to them, follow me. And I will make you fishers of men. Let me just share this with you, brother and sister. You want something new in your life? First of all, start following Jesus. Uh, And let me say something. It's not this, oh, I'm following the Lord. I'm going here, I'm going there. No, follow Jesus. You know what I've found out to do? I've I've done, done this a few times. I'll punch in my GPS. And it's supposed to take me away. And when I start looking at it, I'm like going, no, I don't like this. I'm going to go this way. And that GPS is going rerouting, rerouting. Or he'll do one of those things where he'll say, Turn left, turn left, turn left. U turn, U turn, U turn. Because it is going into position, it knows the way, but yet I'll get on there going, oh. I'll. Understand something. Am I really following the GPS? No. You know what I'm doing? I'm going my own way. And if it gets me in problems, you know what I do? I go, <laughs> refresh. Let's start all over again. Let's find out where I'm going. I don't want to turn around and try to go back to the same direction. I, want to go, I just want to find a new way there. To be honest, for you to look at yourself this morning... How many times do you look at yourself and you say, you know what, I haven't really been following the Lord. I've been going in the same general direction, but I have a tendency of kicking old Miss Siri out of the way and going, I'm going to drive for a little while. It looks good over there. (laughs) Then I find myself in problems. And then I just scurry back to the series to be able to find my way back out. This morning, how many times has that happened in your life. And really you'll say, well, I'm just following the Lord. My question is, are you really following Him? Because if you would have really sold out to follow Him, you would have never interjected your own thoughts in the middle of it and said, I know how to be able to do it. Now the reason why I say that is this. Realize this. The next phrase that he says is this. If you will follow me, I will make you. Some of you are so despondent about where you are. You're just despondent. You're unhappy in church. You're unhappy. I, I can tell you so many people that bounce all around from all different churches, all here and there and everywhere else. And they come to a place, and when you talk to them about, you know, Let's get get you focused. Let's get you situated. That they'll be there long enough to be able to know this. I'm just uncomfortable there. I'm moving on. And you start asking. And what you find out is this. That they despise being rooted in some place. Why? Because what it does is it means now that I really have to knuckle down, and I have to begin to let the Lord begin to make me into something. Yeah. Brothers, let understand something. Follow me, and I will make. Oh, yes. Amen. Yes, yes. It's yes. not about me trying to be something that I'm not. It's about the Lord making me into that. Realize what he does. He takes the giftings of Simon and Andrew. And he reapplies them. In a different way. And all of a sudden now. God begins to use them. In a way that impacts. Let's just to realize this morning. Some of you this morning are so close to being so fulfilled in the body of Christ. But it only comes whenever we come to a place that we feel follow, and then we allow Him to begin to make us. Now where that calling is, and where that is, if it's doing this, that, going here and there, you know, ministering here or there, building up people here or there, whatever that it may be, that is completely between the Lord and you. But realize this, it is not me trying to make myself. It is the Lord making me. Can I tell you when I usually get myself in the most problems is whenever I start trying to make myself instead of allowing the Lord to be able to make me. That's when I put more pressure on myself. That's when I put more responsibility. I'm all the time trying to be able to do my, 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 and all of a sudden I fall under the whole stuff. Why? Because if I would just follow the Lord and allow Him to make me, all of a sudden... And then he begins to fall in line. Why? Because when I follow the Lord, all of a sudden I begin to walk in the way that he wants me to walk. I begin to walk in the path that he wants me to walk. And as I'm walking with Jesus, he's constantly making in me something that now, at first glance, I can't be. Let me say, Pastor Tim, but I can't be this or that. But Jesus said, hey, Listen. Don't put any of that, that kind of stuff. You, man, just let God work in you. And what will happen is it organically will begin to manifest in your life, and all of a sudden, God's making you into something. You're like, going, what? How did that happen? He's working. Let me share something with you. You cannot be able to separate following the Lord and Him making you. Why? Because it's all about relationships. If you have a relationship with the Lord, the Lord will automatically work in your life. He'll automatically. So my challenge to us this year, and that is this, we want the Lord to make us. Well, if we want the Lord to make us, then, brother and sister, what do we need to be able to do? We need to find time to be in His presence. We need to live in His presence. We need to live with the Master following Jesus day after day in our daily prayer closets, every time the church doors are open, taking out excuses and being in the house of the Lord. Why? Because that's where I'm being made. In his presence. And i so, catch this. And the Lord says, for those of you that are hard-headed, Tim Rose, yeah, Rose, look at this because occasionally I can be hard headed listen to what he says in verse 21 going on from there he saw two other brothers James the son of Zebedee and John his brother in the boat with Zebedee their father mending their nets and he called them and guess what they immediately did the same thing that Simon and Andrew did what did they do they left their nets and they followed Jesus Brothers and sisters, this morning, 2018 wants to be a year that He makes you. He wants to be a year in your making. He reaches into your your heart and begins to work in you to make you become. The only thing that I have to do and that is this, Lord Jesus, I will follow you. And I'm willing to be able to leave the other junk to be able to follow you. I'm willing to get up early so I can spend time with you. I'm willing to read my Bible. I'm willing to be able to come after you, Lord Jesus, so that I can be able to be what you call me to be and allow you to make me. Is this the thing, brother and sister? They went from fishermen fishers of men what God wants to work in you you don't have to come to a point that you're freaking out all over it no don't freak out just follow and if you will follow it will be an organic working in your life father in the name of Jesus this morning I give you honor I give you praise And God, Lord, I've taken too much time this morning. My Father, I feel in my heart, Lord, that dear God, Lord, that you are wanting to do something very special, dear God, in the lives of this people. Individually and as a group. Dear God, Lord, you're wanting to be able to bring forth something powerful in this body. Dear God, Lord, we may be little. but Dear God, you want to make something big. Dear God, Lord, we may, as individuals may be overlooked or as a church overlooked, but dear God, you want to create something that gives impact. I pray in the name of Jesus that we might be that people. Dear God, Lord, that will just allow you to make us into what You have called us to be as we follow You. This morning, I want to just ask this one question this morning. That is this. Do you want to be what God has called you to be? You know, Philippians, Paul says this, I press on so that I can be able to grasp a hold Of the very reason that the Lord Jesus grasped a hold of me. In other words, he wants to be. He wants, Paul was saying, I want to be everything that the Lord said that I could be. I want to fulfill all of my potential. Sister, who knows what you can be? what impact that you can have if you will just do one thing. Follow the Lord and allow Him to make. Allow Him to make. Follow Him. Leave everything. Follow Jesus. If that's you here this morning, you say, Pastor Tim, I want to allow the Lord to be able to make something in my life. I want him to make something new. I want him to begin to do, do new things in my life. If that's you, I just want you to lift up a hand across this building. With no reservations, you just say, Lord Jesus, I want him to make something in me. If that's you, I want you to just lift a hand. Come on, you don't have to be scared. Why? Because we're just talking about just the Lord. I want the Lord to work in my life. I want him to make in my life something. Now my question is this, brother and sister, this morning. Let's follow Him. Let's follow Him. If you'll say, Pastor Tim, I want to follow Him, I want you to stand your feet across this building. Come on right now in the name of Jesus.